0: Two camps. Jacob and his family were going back to his homeland. Suddenly, God's angels met him. With that, he knew he was not alone, so he called the place Two Camps. From there, he sent messengers to his brother Esau, saying, I'm coming home with all my possessions, and I'm hoping you'll accept me. The messengers came back and said, Your brother is coming with 400 men. This struck fear in Jacob's heart. He immediately divided everything into two camps, saying, If Esau attacks one camp, the other can escape. He prayed, O God of Abraham and Isaac, you told me to come back to my country. You said I'd prosper here. I'm not worthy of the kindness you've shown me. I left this land with only my walking stick. Now I'm two camps. Please rescue me from my brother. You said my descendants would be as hard to count as the sand on the seashore. He then prepared gifts for his brother which included goats, sheep, camels, cows, and donkeys. He divided them into three groups and sent them ahead. He told his servants, When Esau comes to the first group, say to him, Your slave Jacob is sending these to you. Look, you can see him back there. He told the second and third the same things. He was hoping these things would help Esau be more forgiving. He then spent the night waiting for his brother's arrival in the morning. Since he couldn't sleep, he went off to be by himself. Suddenly, a man appeared and grabbed him. Jacob fought back, and the two of them wrestled all night. At daybreak, the stranger saw that Jacob was determined not to lose this fight. So the man struck Jacob's side and dislocated his hip socket. He said, I've got to go. It's daybreak. Jacob said, I won't let you go until you bless me. The man said, What's your name? I'm Jacob. The man said, No, that's no longer your name. You'll be called Israel which means wrestled with God. You've fought with God and have lived to tell about it. Jacob said, What's your name? The man said, I'm not telling you my name. With that, he blessed Jacob. Jacob called the place God's face. He said, I've seen God's face and I'm still alive. Jacob limped back to his camp. Off in the distance, he could see Esau and his 400 men coming. He put each of his families into different groups, and then he went out front. He bowed seven times as he hobbled toward his brother. Esau ran up to him and gave him a hug. Both men cried. Esau then pointed to the people standing behind Jacob. Who are these people with you? After Esau met Jacob's family, he said, Why did you put all those animals along the way? Oh, I gave those to you in hopes of winning your forgiveness. Esau said, No, no, I have enough. You keep them. But Jacob insisted, Please accept my gifts. It would make me very happy. So Esau agreed. Then Esau and his men went home that same day. Jacob went to an area near a city called Shechem. There he built an altar and called it God, the God of Israel. I'm going to read another commentary from Ray Comfort's Evidence Bible. It's spot on and it really touches my heart. Referring to verse thirty-two twenty-four, 24 which I'll, I'll read the actual verse to you, it says, Then Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Wrestling with God It's been said that Jacob was as twisted as a corkscrew, and it took an act of God to straighten him out. Well, maybe that's so. But Jacob, by an act of deceit, had robbed his older brother Esau of their father's blessing. It was fear that his vengeful brother would kill him that drove Jacob to seek God's favor. It is legitimate to come to the Savior in fear. We have greatly wronged the one who gave us life by violating his law and his wrath abides upon us. If we do not repent and trust in the Savior, we will reap the terrifying fruit of our actions, death and everlasting hell. What a fearful thing it is to fall into the hands of the living God, that's Hebrews 10.31. R.C. Sproul rightly said that Jesus doesn't save us to God, he saves us from God. Those who've had an encounter with God will, like Jacob, thereafter walk with a limp, whether it's literal or figurative. Whereas we once had a haughty look and proud heart, we now bow in quiet humility and walk in lowliness of mind. And like Jacob was given a new name, when we meet the Lord, we too become new creatures, 2 Corinthians 5.17. We are born again with a new heart and with new desires. That is so true. I am a new creature, completely new. I may have the same voice. I may resemble the person that I was decades ago. But when I came to the Lord and he became my Lord and Savior, I literally became a new creation in in my heart, inside, spiritually. I literally died of self, of my old self. I love that saying that Ray Comfort just said. We are born again. With a new heart and with new desires. That is so true. I look back at the things that I loved, the things that I enjoyed, the things that I strived for, and it amazes me that I don't care about those things. Things have such a different value to me. Do I still like eating a good meal? Do I like cooking a good meal? Yes. But is it paramount that it be perfect, that it be the best of the best, uh, the caviar, so to speak? No, it's not important. I used to love jokes. I still like jokes. I'm a practical joker. So much so that I, I was like an encyclopedia. I, I would retain jokes very well, and I would love telling them. Problem is, once I was became a new creation, the jokes, 90% of the jokes that I told, which I learned mostly from bartending and whatnot in the evenings while I went to school, most of the jokes were rude at best racist, sexist, very derogatory. I thought they were hilarious, but they are not what a Christian should be talking about. And I struggled with that. I really struggled with that. When I when my walk became very serious and I, I had the Lord with me, it, I struggled because I, I loved the jokes. But I really became convicted at how wretched they were and how bad they were. So God blessed me with discovering the dad joke. I, I feel sorry for my wife and the, the folks in my life because now they are subjected to a whole bunch of dad jokes. Um, some are good. Some are dad jokes. <laughs> but at least I get to satisfy my need for, for humor. I might even share a few with you guys one of these days. Well, speaking of that, my, my, neighbor, my neighbor's house got broken into last week. I couldn't believe it. I mean, somebody stole their limbo stick. <laughs> I mean, how low can you go? Anyway, that's the only dad joke I'll I'll hit you with. But I, I'm not kidding about desires. I used to love partying and doing... I grew up in the 70s and 80s, so partying and drinking. And I have no desire whatsoever for any of that stuff now. I'm, I am free of, of any desire for any substances, and it's, it's strange. Lust, hey, like any red-blooded American, as they say i would find myself unintentionally sexualizing women i would look at women and i would judge them how wretched that was i mean i i can't imagine doing that to a woman today i respect my sisters i love my sisters they're they're made in the image of god they're they're someone's daughter someone's mother someone's sister it's amazing how god will change you i'm sorry i've gone off on a tangent let me just finish reading this and just as Jacob wrestled alone with God, each of us must make our own peace with God. No one else can do it for us. Notice that Jacob said he would not let go until he blessed him. God honors persistence. Seek God's blessing until you know that you have peace with him. Call in the name of the Lord. Be like the blind man, Bartimaeus, who in desperation called to Jesus despite the rebuke of those around him. as Mark 10:48. Do not give up until you have made your own call and election sure. That's Second Peter 1.10. After you encounter God, be earnest always to keep his smile on your life. Jacob asked God for his name and then rejoiced that his life had been preserved. Once you have come to know him who suffered for you, you will rejoice with joy unspeakable and never forget the name of the one whose blood preserved you for his everlasting kingdom. If you haven't already, I encourage you to heed the Lord's call, turn from your sins, believe the gospel, and receive the gift of salvation that Jesus is offering you right now. If you like what you're hearing, please like and subscribe to the program. And please consider giving us a good review. It really does help. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Grace and Wrath, and on the web at GraceAndRath.com. Thanks for listening. This is Mark signing off for now. So ride hard, pray often, and talk about Jesus wherever you go.